0: what's up everybody thanks again for stopping by for another edition of march 4th with mike bauman i of course am your host mike bauman whoever you are wherever you are listening from thank you so much for checking out the podcast and if you're an returning listener i greatly appreciate your continued love and support and if you're a brand new listener of the show man thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship you can follow me on instagram at march4thpod i am on youtube at March 4th pod. I'm also now on TikTok at March 4th podcast. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. So if you made it here, that means you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. I hope that everybody is doing great out there, man. We are officially one month in to the new year. So whatever New Year's resolutions that you have, I hope that they're well underway. And most of all, man, uh, whether you have New Year's resolutions or not, I just hope that everybody's doing good out there, man, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I hope that your year has gotten off to a great start and that uh, you've got a lot of fun stuff in store for 2024, no matter how big or small those goals are, man. Just keep chasing your dreams, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Like I say on every show, man, and uh, make this your best year yet. I do gotta take a quick I was gonna say moment of silence, but just a quick uh a quick little uh little spot here for my beloved Detroit Lions, man. What a year. That's the farthest they've made it since I was a little guy. I think I was four years old the last time they were in the NFC championship game, which I don't even remember. Uh it was so long ago. And growing up watching Barry, you know, in the nineties and, and what I remember of, of of him in the mid and late nineties as I was really starting to understand football more and watch it more. I mean, he he was the reason I was a Lions fan. I loved watching Barry Sanders, one of my favorite athletes ever. Uh, it was a tough end against San Fran. That second half was tough, man. But at the end of the day, hats off to the Niners. They made the plays they needed to make when they took over the momentum of the game. Brock Purdy had some amazing scrambles, very Steve Young esque in the clutch. So you got to give it to them, you know, um, a lot was said about going forward on fourth down and the drops and the fumble, you know, Gibbs had an amazing year. Unfortunately, it just happened to be at, at a really rough spot in that game for them ended up being, I think the game time touchdown right after that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they'd never been in that position before. This is the farthest they've come in over 30 years, man. And uh, they had a heck of a season. So even though it didn't end, the way that those guys in that locker room wanted it to, and the way that the, that us lions fans wanted it to at the end of the day, man, for them to make it to the NFC championship game. I've, I've never seen a lions team have this much fun playing and be this good. Um, so I think it's just going to be a blip in, in the journey of greatness, man, uh, with Dan Campbell and that staff. And uh, they got both coordinators coming back. They've got cap space. They've got a lot of great players on some, some rookie deals. So you know I'm I'm keeping my head up man it was like I said it was a tough tough 30 minutes of football to watch that second half but it was an amazing year and it doesn't take away from the journey that they had man I mean 2 years ago this team won three games and now they're either going to be one of the most talked about teams uh in the league and and even you know regardless of who wins the super bowl they're they're going to be probably I would say in most most people's you know top 5 going into next season so uh hats off to the lions but um but yeah, man, in, in terms of greatness and in terms of building things that uh, have a lot of potential and that are really positive, this week's guest is a return guest to the show. He's a really, really, really talented, great guy, very kind, very down to earth, very hard working. And uh, his platform, both with his podcast and his collective, uh, it's it's doing big things, man. He is none other than Anthony Church. He hosts the Proven Knowledge podcast, and Proven Knowledge is also the collective that he started with his friend and rapper J-Trey, who is really talented as well. Check out his stuff. But it's really just a collective of positivity, chasing dreams, inspiration, a lot of similar themes to what this show, March 4th, is all about. And Anthony and I connected uh, right around a year ago. He emailed me. And had discovered the platform and had a lot of kind things to say. And and I got him on the show. And since then, we've kept in touch. We've mutually supported each other online, stayed in touch via IG. And I wanted to get him back on here because Proven Knowledge just had an amazing year, man. Uh, They they released their first collective album, Forms of Escapism, which dropped on October 6th. It features numerous artists, among them the aforementioned J-Trey, also Black, a, a guest and friend of the show. Shout out Black out of Philly. He's amazing too. And in addition to that, Anthony has also continued to release his own instrumentals, continues to work with other artists. And uh, there's just a lot of things that are going on right now with him. And he's just a really good dude. And it, it's cool to see good people get their shine, man. We hear so much about, man, why do why do you know bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? But I'll always say, man, good things happen to good people in due time. And uh, right now, you know, Anthony, J Trey, the Proven Knowledge fam, his podcasts, like they're all shining right now. And uh, Anthony is a big, big piece of that. And it was really cool to get him back on here just to catch up about what an awesome year he had in 2023 and what's in store for Proven Knowledge and for him in 2024. So without further ado, I'm going to show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Anthony Church of Proven Knowledge. Here it is. Anthony thanks again so much dude like we were talking about uh for for taking the time to come back on the show I had you on it was episode 99 almost a year ago man right right as I turned the century mark and um it was cool to to have you reach out and and connect um and and bring me into your world man it's it's been really awesome to see you what you've been doing as a producer what you've been doing as a podcaster um and the, the mutual love and respect is there, my guy. So thank you for coming back on because I know 2023 was a was a big year for you.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I want to say thanks for having me back on. Uh, it definitely was a pleasant surprise when you reached back out. I'm always happy to come back anytime. So you know, definitely happy to be here. and uh, Great to see what you've been doing for the last year and change now. And uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with you. So thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Uh, just as like a place to start. Um, I mean, we live in this culture, right? Where it's always hustle, hustle, hustle. And even though I think that's cool, I also think, um, it's cool to be mindful of rest. It's cool to be mindful of like inner peace, doing what you love to do. Um, you know, even on your most recent episode of your podcast with, with Zay, uh, which was, uh, episode 187 by the way so congrats on creeping up towards 200 episodes but you know she was even kind of talking about her musical journey over like the last six years and figuring things out going back to school all these shows that she does with everything that you're doing man and and i know the inspirational part is big is big with with you know not only your podcast but just the proven knowledge message you know how how have you been finding i guess um you know keith or or, uh, rest within the grind man, because you know you're doing you're doing a lot between the music and the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's been, and I don't know how much we talked about this on the first episode as far as like scheduling and planning and things of that nature. But for me, it's just keeping a daily schedule, really just looking at the week in general. I uh, just taking it one day at a time, seeing what I need to get done. I usually just prioritize what I feel is most important. Um, do those first. And then that is able to help me free up time for the rest of the day of the other things I need to get done. Uh, but ever since I started keeping a to-do list, which was really the beginning of last year, so it's been about a year now, that has helped me so much because before that, I really didn't have a plan as far as you know what I was going to do each day. It was kind of just on a whim, very random, uh, and there was no real structure. So I think just doing the structure and having that, just freeing up time to be able to uh, create freely and not really like stress yourself out, you know what I mean? And for me, that's so important, whether it's working on my own music or doing something for a client, as far as like, I might do mixing or something like that, Um, or even just podcasting, you know, planning the podcast and planning, you know, the guests for the week, writing questions, all these things can be worked into the schedule. Um, So that's really what it's been and just being able to take it one day at a time um, and, and just figure out what that means to me each day. Uh, and also taking time for myself as well, giving myself permission to you know take those breaks at the end of the day. I usually don't turn the TV on until like past six p m because i it's really a distraction for me. I don't want to keep looking up the TV every ten seconds when I'm trying to work on something. So I have those things in mind. I'm like, you know, if I take a break, it'll be in the evening. That's usually when I take my breaks unless I have something going on that night. Um, and And it's still a struggle. I mean, there's still times when I feel guilty about. You know, I'm, I have so much to do. I feel like I could get ahead of the schedule and you know work on these things, but I'm like, I, I need to stick to the plan of just allocating time for everything, um, and just not try, try not to feel guilty as much as possible in doing that. And I don't think you ever really um grow out of that stuff. I think it's always evolving as you go on in your life, no matter what you're doing. And uh, You'll always have those times of like, man, I could be doing more or I should be doing this right now instead of what I'm doing. But if you just know that, you know, you're putting on a little bit of work every day, that's just keeps adding up over time. And you just got to be patient with yourself. But like I said, give yourself forgiveness, give yourself some leeway to just do you uh, know that, you know, the mission you're on is a lifelong one. Sure. And as long as, like I said, as long as you're putting in that little bit of work every day, you're figuring out how to keep a balance, you'll be good to go. It just continuing that mission for me. And just, you know, 2024, I aim to do the same thing, just keep elevating and uh, keep working and see where that goes. But definitely forgiveness for self is a big thing. I'm, I'm
0: trying to get better at and just keep improving on that every single day. So. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of, a lot of what, um, you know, I think keeps me in check is reminding myself that it's you versus you, you know, I mean, it's real mm-hmm. easy to, um, it's real easy to get caught up, especially with social media and like this comparison game of like, oh, how many views did, did this get? Or how many downloads did, did my show get? Or, oh, this person just put something out. But I think the important thing is to, is just like, just as somebody who's a, who's a podcaster, like you, like you said, is keeping a schedule and trying to stay ahead of it. So you're, so you're not scrambling for content and whatnot, but also, um, just, just enjoying the journey and enjoying the process, you know, and, and not comparing yourself to anybody else and understanding that, that your journey is exactly that, you know, that's, I think that's been one of the, the aspects for me, um, that I've worked on and just belief in myself and overcoming those self doubt things. And, and that's what I love about what you're doing too, man, with the inspirational content, like, um, you know, that's always I, I feel like been part of even when you you released um you know your your beats and and stuff back in the day, but um even on the 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 proven knowledge compilation record forms of escapism, there was some stuff in there from Denzel and from Kobe at the end of a couple of tracks, you know, um, and, and even you even the poems that are that are on the record and the and the opener to the record, like it's inspiration and that positive message is such a big part of it too. Um And I think that's really key to being a creator, right? You got to enjoy what you do, Um, but I think you got to remember it's you versus you, you know, and and I think that's like a beautiful way to look at it. Like people who are quote unquote killing it, and we hear that a lot today, like it's good to look at those people and be inspired, but you shouldn't look at those people and compare yourselves to them because everybody's journey is different, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I,
1: again, I think it's just continuing to remind yourself of that day to day because some days are better than others. Um, And like you said, if you feel like you're in a creative rut or you feel like other people are doing more than you, it's easy to kind of look at social media things like that and see that and kind of freak out a little bit and be like, well, I got to do more or whatever. But I think that's something I've been trying to lock into uh, more and more as the days go by is just, understanding that I am on my own journey and that takes the pressure off of you. You know what I mean? You can't put all that pressure on yourself to do all these things, just to impress others. It's like at the end of the, at the end of the day we do art and music and things like that for ourselves first. And if it resonates with someone else, then that's awesome. Uh, And that's kind of how we connect and collaborate and do those things. But I didn't choose, I didn't choose to do music for anybody else. You know, nobody wanted me to do it. Nobody told me I had to do it. I just do it because I wanted to do it. And because I enjoy doing it, and that's what I'm going to keep doing as long as I feel like it's something I enjoy. So, and that goes back to like your main purpose of just being a creative in general. So, as long as you always center, center yourself in that purpose, uh, you should be good to go no matter what you're doing. So, that's really how I look at it. But
0: for sure, man, for sure. Well, building on that, man, um, 2023 was a big year for you, dude. I mean, that forms of escapism came out at the, uh, the beginning of october uh i really loved it great great front to back listen uh shout out to black uh, he does his thing on a few tracks on that one mm-hmm. uh, for both of our podcasts but um you know there's so many artists that uh I, I didn't want to forget anybody but i did write them all down and i think total total in terms of you know people who rapped on it um there, there's there's a more r&b type track at the end of it uh really love you I think there was like 13, if I'm getting that right, I think like 13 or 14 different people on that. Um, you also put out Sound Origin Volume 2 in, in July, um, and then you're, you you hit the ground running at the beginning of this year. Uh, once more, the, the single from J Cherry dropped on uh, January 5th. Fruits of Our Labor came out January 12th. Um, is that Louis Kang? Am I saying that yeah, right?
1: Louis Kang, OZ from Baltimore, Maryland. So I've known him for a few years uh, through some mutual connections as well. So we we kind of just did that project on a whim. Like he did, uh, he was on the uh, Forms of Escapism as well on Simulation Theory. He had a verse on there. Um, And we just, I was just sending him beats for like a few months. I probably sent him like 20 songs. Uh, He ended up choosing those three. It took a while, but then it just kind of materialized. And he's like, I think we should just do a little like EP for people. Uh, and since I've been doing that more, just releasing stuff with my name on it uh, with other artists, like, doing the full project, I was like, that would be a cool way to get the year going for the other stuff I'm going to be doing. Uh, so we just put it together in the last, like, few months from, like, probably September until the end of the year. And then we were like, let's just drop it at the beginning of the year and just see what happens. There's just some nice, like, classic hip-hop stuff. Nothing too, like, crazy. and uh, three songs, it's, like, seven minutes total. So it's a nice, easy listen. So.
0: Yeah, man. Like, it, and for you, I mean, we we talked about uh, the the first time we talked, kind of about like your your origin story and and you know how you got into music, you know your friendship and 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 really working partnership with 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 J trey and what you guys are doing and the proven knowledge imprint and and the meaning and the inspiration behind that. So what what was it like to finally put out a, a compilation album and, and and just the the theme behind forms of escapism? I I really loved it. Like I said, from from you know, the opening, you know, poem and, and, you know, all the way to the end of it, like it showed off a, a diversity of artists, it showed off a diversity of beats. It's, it's hard to really pick favorites, man. But I I, I wrote down some of the ones that I, I really enjoyed the most. I, I did enjoy Simulation Theory, uh, Chosen, I really loved, and I hate making comparisons. Um, and I, maybe I'm not the first one to say this, but it definitely gave me some Kid Cudi vibes. So I hope, I hope that nobody takes any offense to that. Mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't like to compare things but you know for the listeners out there if you dig kid Cuddy, i think you'll you'll dig that one i really love that one metamorphosis more to gain uh black did his thing on out of bounds um but then the different types of beats too man like things were really jazzy on simulation theory uh things were pretty spacey on like looking for um faith is piano driven uh and then like i mentioned a few minutes ago in our conversation, uh, really love you is 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 definitely like an R and B type vibe. There's some cool interludes in there. Um, I, I mean, it, shout out to uh, to Dane Harshman. I mean, there's there's just so much going on in there. But um, I guess just as a place to start, what what was it like? after this journey that you've been on with the podcast and with the proven knowledge imprint man, to finally put out a compilation record, like how, how cool was it to finally showcase that to the, to the world and, and, and mm. showcase the the kind of talent that's out there with all these artists, man.
1: Yeah. Well, it was definitely a journey. <laughs> that's for sure. We started in uh, August of 2022, kind of like we put out a flyer and we told people we were looking for, you know, artists to be on the album uh, whether it was people that were on the podcast or just people that we knew in general. So it was really like a full year of just getting songs back or hitting up artists for verses, things like that. Definitely stressful. I will say that even though there's two of us that were kind of like running the process, I think it's stressful for anyone putting together an album with that many people because there's so many moving parts. You got to get people on board. You got to get people to buy into your ideas uh, and if you have multiple artists on a song too, like one artist could be feeling the idea and they might give you their verse pretty quick. Other artists might take forever. They might take a few months to figure out what they want to do or maybe they not, might not get on the song at all. Uh, so things like that is like very stressful because when you're just creating as a solo artist or with one other person, it's a lot easier to keep things moving and you, know, you kind of know what you want to do. Uh, the more hands that are in the pot, the messier it gets. So this is definitely something that we're not going to be doing all the time. I definitely want to keep doing this in the future, like probably every five or six years is what we're aiming for. We're not going to be doing it every other year, every year. Uh, But that's kind of the point is like to make it more of a special occurrence where all these people can come together and we can give you something pretty cool. And the majority of those people were people that, like I said, were either on the podcast or... We already collaborated with them in the past, so we knew them, and it still came out really good. I mean, it it came out about as ideal as I would want from a thematic standpoint, the way we did the marketing for it, uh, the sequencing of the songs, people that were able to help us out when we needed them, super cool. I mean, there was a time in the process I didn't really know if it was going to come together at all because we were lacking uh, features, we were lacking good enough songs to put on there. We didn't really feel confident in what we had originally. And uh, I think the last time we talked, uh, we had just dropped like the third single. Originally, we were going to just put those singles out, not have them on the album at all. Uh, But we ended up not having enough songs. So we were like, let's just put these into the album and just sequence it in a way that makes sense. Uh, And people actually really liked that, that they were on the album. So I think we did the right thing there, uh, putting those singles on. And we just kind of sequenced it in a different way. Uh, just to give it more songs. And it's nice because the album still isn't that long. It's like 45 minutes. So it's got a lot of artists and a lot of different styles, but you can sit down and listen to it very easily. It's not like a super drawn out thing. You know, there's 17 songs on there, but most of the songs are like two minutes. You know what I mean? They're shorter records. You can get through them. Uh, So I think, like I said, it came out about as ideal as uh, I would want for the first album. We're definitely going to aim to go, Bigger and better on the next one, hopefully get more people. Uh, but like I said, that won't be happening anytime soon. It's just to kind of plant the idea of like, well, we want to do it again. Uh, but it's really just a headache to try to get everybody on board sometimes. Uh, but who knows who will meet and even in the next like three to four years, who are new collaborators could be involved, maybe some of the people that were on the first album, uh, but a lot of new people as well. So that's really the goal. But overall I'm, I'm happy with how it came out and, and how people received it and chosen. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I made the behind the beat video for it in, I think, November. I put it out and I was talking about on uh, the record, like how the instrumental itself uh, it kind of sounded like Cuddy. And then we both actually talked about it while we were recording it, like how it was that type of vibe. So you're definitely not the only one. And we've had other people say that as well, that it gives kind of that uh Uh, energy off and we did like the little visualizer for it too that's on youtube which is kind of cool and it was just a nice little intro we actually were going to get somebody else on it uh, a singer that I, i had met and we had sent it to her and she actually said uh she didn't say it was a bad song she was like no this song's already good the way it is like vocally it sounds really good i don't think i could add anything to this so you guys should just put it out as it is so we ended up just putting it out. It was actually the last song we did for the album. Uh, so it was like the newest song on the album. And we just thought that that was perfect to kind of kick it off after the poem is done. It goes right into that. And it's kind of just providing that positive energy uh, for the rest of the project. So that's kind of just in a nutshell, like what the process was and Overall, definitely happy with how it turned out and how it was received and definitely appreciate everybody that was involved in helping
0: us create it. So yeah, man, it, it came out really great. And and the flow of the record, like you were talking about, was really cool too. And obviously, you have experience with with your beats and you know with doing sound origin, but um what was that like? You know, like you said, juggling all the artists, the the different vibes of the tracks. You know, because um, obviously you have some that are more that are more in your face, and you have some that are more laid back. Um, can you talk a little bit about just the theme of it in terms of um, forms of escapism, and then what that was like trying to sequence it as a front to back listen for people? Yeah. So the the title itself, I know we me and
1: Jay talked about some different titles before. I really don't remember which ones we had like decided upon, but we somehow landed on this one, uh, and it's more just about kind of the theme of proven knowledge in general which is like reaching your highest potential as an artist even if you don't do music any type of form of art is like a form of self-expression so you're kind of having to put your best foot forward every time and get the best result uh and really just music in general is a form of escaping reality you know what i mean that's what you think of when you think of music it's it's so much different than anything else we experience as human beings but it really reflects like the direct emotion of humans so that's really like what we aim to do uh, in the music itself, and just putting that together. As far as like getting all the different styles on board and people like that, it was just uh, making sure that it was people that we had that relationship with to begin with, so they understood um, the vision that we were trying to achieve. Uh, we didn't bring anybody new on board or people that we didn't know, because it was like that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, it had to be people that were kind of in the you know inner workings and inner circle of what we were doing already. Um, I knew for me, I was like, I don't want to produce this entire album myself. I could, but I don't want to, because that's not really what we're going for. We're going to get different sounds and capture different styles. So like Dane Harshman, for example, he gave us those two instrumentals. Uh, I met him through one of my friends who I've known forever. Uh, He worked with him at his job and he was like, Hey, this, my buddy does music. Uh, I was telling him about you. So we got connected. He was actually on my podcast Uh, Before that. And I was like, yeah, if you ever want to work, because he had lived up here in Ohio for a bit, uh, moved to Kansas, and I think he might be coming back to Ohio soon. But he was like, yeah, I got some instrumentals that I'm not using for anything. You know, I'll send them to you, see what you can do with them. And then once I heard them, I'm like, these could be great interludes for like the sequencing of the project. So we could put them in certain spots, kind of transition to the next chapter of the project. So that ended up just working out like beautifully. And then uh, my friend Warren Mothershed, who's a, he's a rapper, but he's also a producer as well. He produced a couple of songs on here too, uh, one of the interludes and the other song with Jay. Um, and I was just, I extended to him because I was like, I know we're working on a lot of songs together. You don't have to necessarily do a verse on these, but if you want to get you know some production credits on these, since you're just starting out at producing, he was on board for that and it it was just kind of my goal on the production side was like let's incorporate some other people instead of just me because like i said it's easy for me to just do everything but uh, i wanted to have a lot of artists and different producers as well and like i said hopefully next time we can get even more producers and even more artists um but as far as like styles I just wanted to make sure there was a little bit of everything in there. It still is, I'd say mostly hip hop, but if you like instrumental music, you can go to those interludes. If you like R&B, you can check out Really Love You. Even Faith uh, has some R&B tone in it a little bit as well, and Chosen. So like we just tried to do different things and showcase, you know, that we like a lot of different styles of music um, and we like the diversity in the music too. Um, so yeah, I just think it was making sure that we had people on board that, actually understood what we were trying to do and wanted to be a part of it just because they care about the music but they care about the brand as well uh, and the mission and kind of what we're doing so yeah I think just that was the process and that'll probably always be the process when it comes to putting together a compilation album like that because you all want to be on the same page as much as possible even though you know it's going to take a while to kind of get to that end goal but it definitely all paid off in the end so
0: for sure, man. Yeah, I I love the title, and 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 that's how I think of music. For sure, is like one hundred percent. Is it, it takes you somewhere else. It's it's a life's blood for me, definitely. Um, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of the guests on my show are 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 musicians or people involved with music, producers like yourself. You know, so um, you know, it's 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 a it's a life force for me. And uh, I love the photo too, by the way, the artwork. Where, where did that photo come from? Was that just, did that just happen to be one of those moments in life where you're like, yo, that's a, that's like a dope sunrise or a dope sunset. Like where did, where did that photo come from? I,
1: I honestly, if I remember correctly, I was just messing around at Canva templates and I saw like a Canva template that looked like the orange sky. And I was like, let me like filter this out a little bit, crop it and just add text. That's all I did. We were talking about getting someone to do the artwork or do something like really fancy and then we were just like, let's just go like something more simple and just simplistic, and just let the music kind of do its thing. So that's really what it was, just like on a whim. I'm like, yeah. when I think of escapism, I think of like clouds or like the sky or something like we're we're not on this planet anymore, we're we're going somewhere else. Uh, so that was kind of just on a on a whim, it just happened, and that just became the artwork uh, out of nowhere. So nothing crazy, but.
0: I can overcomplicate things and overthink things. Um, but I think the simple stuff uh, is the simpler answer. I feel like is usually the right answer, but, but in this case too, I think, like you said, it, it goes along great with like the forms of escapism, you know, just that theme. Cause you know, the, like you said, the whole thing of head in the clouds or, you know, music taking you somewhere else. So that's, so that's cool, man. Yeah,
1: man. And I feel the same about music too. It's just like, when you try to do a lot it usually doesn't come out the way that you want it's more of like if you sit there for maybe 20-30 minutes and you just get the rough idea that's good that's good for now and then if we have to add to that later on we'll come back and add to it but some sometimes those ideas just come out of thin air and in that moment you know what i mean and then they become something even better than what you imagined uh, originally so i i really just approach that stuff the same as i approach the music and just kind of let it go you know and see where it goes at the end but
0: but yeah man I I um I think I think for music like for you man these past couple of years I mean obviously this this journey's been going on longer than that for you but um what what has it been like just to see the podcast grow just to see um the different artists that you get to work with that that you get to not only talk to on the proven knowledge podcast but but like you were like you were just mentioning with the record and and all these different people that you you've been able to connect with I mean what's What's been the most fun part of this journey for you, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really just is just every day, the different possibilities that can come from getting to connect with different people. Every time you do a podcast or send an email or send a song or whatever you're doing, there's a possibility of something new and exciting happening. So that's really like how I look at it nowadays is just even though, even on the days where it's boring or maybe there's not a lot going on, it seems super mundane or you're kind of in the same like flow. It's like you're doing that all for a reason at the end of the day. Uh, and, and, you know, you could be sitting dormant for a couple of weeks, maybe it feels like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, this exciting new opportunity is presented before you because you've been aligning yourself with, you know, these different things. And then you're like, wow, you know, and that reminds you of why you do it every day, why you keep putting the work in every day. Uh, to see the results so it's really just the possibilities of what could happen and with creativity there's just endless possibilities no matter what even if you're just by yourself or if i just post a beat like who knows an artist could hear that and reach out to me out of nowhere and then we just form a relationship and then keep making music like you just don't know so it's like you just gotta put your best foot forward uh whether you're making content or whatever you're doing uh, just keep, keep doing it every single day. And for me, that's, that's what, that's what keeps me going and just motivated to, to do more. And then like we we said earlier about seeing other people, like nowadays when I see other people creating or doing their thing, I just use that as inspiration. Cause I'm like, that inspired me. Now let me go see what I can do, make my own thing and do my own do my own thing and just be on my own mission here and just continue on. And, um, as long as you keep, you know, drawing in that inspiration as much as possible, you know, you should be good even when, like we said about the down times or when it doesn't feel like it's moving the way you want. Uh, you know, you'll keep going just because you enjoy it so much. That's really what it is for me is just that excitement and the opportunities that could come from whatever I'm doing.
0: For sure, man. And for you, I mean, are there are there some personal... Either achievements or or high watermarks that you look at when you compare maybe where you are today in in January 2024 to say, you know, five six years ago pre pandemic are are there some things that that you look at that you're really personally proud of or things that stick out to you? Yeah,
1: I think it's just well overall I think it's just consistency and just uh being able to build that and look back on your progress whether it is just releasing music or doing things like that. I'm obviously proud of, you know, my own music that I've released by myself. Cause like, I, I think I told you that in the last episode, like I never imagined doing that when I first started. Uh, now I'm planning different projects. Like I have even projects planned for the next couple of years that I'm going to be doing, which is super cool. So things like that and just being able to um, develop the work ethic. Cause like 10 years ago, before I even started music, never felt like I haven't had a great work ethic for anything really felt like I wasn't really consistent or I didn't put my full effort into it. But when you find, you know, what your passion is, you start putting in the full effort, you know, you look at your progress and you're like, well, I I really do care about this because it shows, you know, it shows to myself, but it shows to other people as well. And then the results, you know, begin to happen. So overall, I don't know if it's just any one moment, it's just the day-to-day progress and just continuing to be better than I was yesterday is always the real goal for me, whether it comes with, you know, notoriety or being able to have things that are presented to me opportunity wise or being able to meet new people. It doesn't really matter as long as I have, you know, myself and my passion, be able to do it every day. That's really the
0: biggest thing for me still. So who have you been drawn inspiration from or i should say what right who or what have you been drawn yeah. inspiration from lately what whether it comes to music uh whether it comes to to podcasting any any people or movies or albums or things that that you want to shout out or or even if it's beyond that you know cuz it could be nature it could be it could be friends it could be something at work like what what's been inspiring you lately man
1: yeah it's i think it's just a little bit of everything i will say nature uh not very kind to us right now in ohio you know we just got like four inches of snow so i wish i could enjoy the outside a little bit more but uh unfortunately that won't be happening for a few months but uh books i don't even uh, listen to audiobooks again Uh, i'm gonna try reading some more uh i gotta look up the name i forget the name of this book but it's a book by rick rubin uh, it's all about uh, create creative energy and like how to harness creative energy and the human experience. I forget the name of this book, but I didn't, I was going to actually buy it on Amazon. I ended up just listening to the audiobook. I think listening to it was better because he actually is the one narrating the audio book. So like you get to hear him read through the whole book. And I finished it probably in way shorter time than I would have finished it uh, if I hadn't been reading it. Because usually when I start a book, Uh, It'll take me a few months to get it done because I can only read like a few chapters a day. If that, sometimes I just don't have the time. Uh, I think audiobooks are like the route to go for me at least, uh, especially since I'm more of an auditory learner anyway, but uh, a great book. I just finished it uh, like a week ago. It only took me from like Christmas until that time to get it done. But he just talks about being able to, um, you know, just the, the process of creati- creativity as a human being, how we all kind of have a gift inside of us, whether we know it or not, it's just choosing to um, use it is kind of where the line is drawn between people that see results and people that don't. Uh, and just like, it also talks about the ability to, like we were talking about earlier, take pressure off of yourself as a creative kind of just let things flow the natural way instead of trying to force everything all the time. Uh, I think it's a super helpful book for just anybody. Like even if you don't do music or art or anything like that, it's like good reminders just about the human experience and just kind of how to like move on the day to day and how to just be more like calm and relaxed. Um, There's obviously other things, music and stuff, but most recently off the top of my head, that's something that I, was able to listen to and i was like yeah that was very helpful I, I saw people talk about that book uh the last few months i think it came out in like 2022 or something it's a fairly new book um but finally got to experience it and it's definitely worth checking out i'll have to get the exact name but um it's by rick rubin so very very helpful read helpful to listen
0: He's got a really good voice too, man. I feel like listening to an audiobook from him would be cool, a cool experience from that because he just he has that kind of like calming energy and he's just a, a laid-back dude, mm-hmm. but he's got he's got a really good voice that I I feel like would translate well to an experience like that. And man, that dude, gosh, like the the breadth of of artists and the people that he's worked with and his reach, man, it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy. He's a pretty pretty unique cat. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you feel that throughout the book, too. And it's really not even about him, which is cool. It's kind of just about, like, things and lessons that he's learned, but it's more just about applying it as an individual, no matter who you are. Uh, And He doesn't even, like, talk about himself in it at all. He usually just talks about, like, these lessons and different things you can apply. Um, Very, very cool. So definitely, if you're into that sort of thing, definitely check it out.
0: Is it The Creative Act? Was that the name of it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just, yeah. I was just looking at, looking at as we were, as we were talking, I, I pulled it up real quick. I don't, I don't have a Jamie like Joe Rogan. The so. book,
1: <laughs> it has like a, it
0: has like a big, yeah. The book has like a big like circle on it, I think. So, yeah. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. What about, uh, what about musically, man? Like we talked about, I mean, you put out forms of escapism Sound origin volume two came out in July of last year. Um, is is there any um musical releases, whether and it could be, you know, whether it's you know, scores to films or records, is there anything that, that you know you found yourself gravitating to last year as far as stuff that, that you had on repeat that came out?
1: Yeah, I I think me and my me and my buddy we we had a conversation about albums last year, and obviously there's tons of albums come out every year. We didn't really feel like it was a very good year for albums last year. It just felt like a lot of the artists we are into we weren't really like feeling their projects that much, uh, minus a few people. Uh, I mean, I've been listening to a lot more instrumental music uh, in the last like few months from different producers, or just trying to dig into that more. Um, especially since I've been working on my own instrumental albums and just trying to study other people's work. Um, trying to think of some producers. Eloquent is a producer I've been getting into a lot recently. He's from Canada. Uh, he puts out uh, songs with artists and just instrumental work as well. Dayla is another producer that I've been a fan of for now for a few months. Didn't even know that he, he was out there and he doesn't, He's one of the producers, doesn't really show his face that much. Like I still don't know what the guy looks like. But I, I know his music is pretty cool. And he's done a lot of things for the last like fifteen years. So I was just digging into his back catalog. Um, obviously just listening to Jay Dilla and a lot of other people that have always released different beat tapes and things like that. So that's kinda like what I've been listening to mostly uh, lately. But so far I think it's still too early in the year to see like who's gonna be uh, dropping albums this year but I, I always look at new music Friday. I'll look at like release radar and um I've been I've been looking at like R and B weekly and those playlists just to see like who is doing what, what type of inspiration can I draw from that in my own creativity. Uh, and especially when I'm posting beats on like Beatstars, I'll look at the R&B weekly section especially since I've been doing more R and B beats and just be like who released something this week hey, let me try to kind of do my own version of that and then put it out see how people react to it. So it's kind of just changed over the like last few years. But um, obviously I have my own like personal stash of music, but it's just kind of keeping my ear out. And there's so much music. Sometimes I lose stuff of like, oh, this person just put something out. It came out like, three weeks ago. I didn't even know. So now I got to go check it out and see what it's all about. And sometimes you'll be Like pleasantly surprised by the things you missed while you were busy doing other stuff, but uh, I always still try to make time to you know listen to music. But definitely instrumentals and just more B tapes. That's really what I've been listening to uh, in the last few months.
0: So, right on, man. Yeah, I I love I love instrumental music, dude. Like um, you know, it was years ago I started to get into more uh more post rock. I think that was because of the like the rise of Pandora and and having that was that was the first Mm -hmm. music service that I remember and and my sister shout out Kayla and I love you, she's the one who told me about that way back in probably like two thousand nine I want to say, um, and that was the first time where there was a music service that I could remember where you would play a song and then it would play something like it you you could create your own Mm -hmm. radio station just based on stuff that you like, and I remember it might have been Explosions in the Sky because uh, the the Friday Night Lights movie uh, they did the score for, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm pretty sure they're from Texas, and then Explosions in the Sky got me into Hammock, who I believe is from Nashville, where I live now, and that got me into other stuff, and then My Love for 80s got me into time cop 1983 and like 80 80s and then i feel like that's had a huge wave and i don't know if the stranger things has had anything to do with sort of people getting into that <laughs> type of music and like gunship and those types of artists but um but yeah i venture i venture into that um but but yeah there, and there's so much good stuff there's so much good stuff out there man um and even even the interludes on on your album had you know sort of that cinematic-y type vibe You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I love, I love stuff like that too, man. Like I used to listen to the score to the, to the Rudy uh, movie. I used to listen to that um, when I would study and stuff in college, it would just kind of get me in that zone and kind of like reset me. And my, my grandparents uh, may they rest in peace. My mom's parents, big, big Notre Dame fans, especially my grandma. I remember going to see that movie uh, when I was probably like, Five or six years old. I think it came out in '93, so yeah, I'd have been, I would have been five years old. And I think it's Jerry Goldsmith. I want to say who's done a bunch of movies, but that that score to the Rudy uh, movie is is really really good, man. Um, and, and I guess just building on that, Anthony, are there are there particular instrumental records, whether they're more hip hop based or more cinematicy based, um, that you really like or that you find yourself going back to?
1: uh i I, i'm trying to think of like specific names i really just look more at like the artists and what they do um i don't know if like off the top of my head i have anything specific as far as names go but i usually look at more hip-hop stuff or chill hop as far as genre goes um just because they usually keep the i i don't know for me it's more of i like to listen to instrumentals that are like one to two minutes maybe like two and a half minutes i know a lot of people do instrumental albums where the songs are like 10 minutes or like seven minutes or whatever i i think for scores that makes sense because when you're scoring a film it's a lot different you have to make music that fits scenes and sometimes scenes are long so that's why composers people like that they make music that's longer i think if you're making like a like a beat tape I don't personally want to hear a seven minute beat on a beat tape because that just doesn't make sense and there's really no variation going on you're kind of just doing the same like eight bar loop you might be adding some things in there so like if i'm looking at producers that i want to like hear their just their instrumental stuff um i'm usually looking for nothing that's like past three minutes long because at that point just make it a song like get a get an artist on that make it a song because we want to hear more than just like the same thing for three or four minutes for the most part Um, But yeah, I think it's just like looking for things that um, are just pleasing to my ear, I guess. Uh, And I still don't always know like what that's going to be. I'm I'm more of a melody based person. So if I hear a good like lead melody, that kind of draws me in. Percussion is obviously important, you know, as long as the percussion sits right. But I, I I just look at it more of like I'm studying music in general, even if it's not really my taste or flavor. I'm just studying it because I want to take in that inspiration and then bring it back and say, you know, how can I do my own version of that? Or how can I infuse some of what they did into what I'm working on now and just make that a lesson for me? Uh, and every time I hear something new, I'm just continuing to build on that. So I think that's what it is. Um, as far as movie scores go... Um, I, I, I think my favorite score recently was in uh, Oppenheimer it came out last year the Christopher Nolan movie um, and I forget the guy's name his first name is Ludwig but he's done a ton of scores for a lot of movies and he's done a lot of the Nolan films in the last like 10 years he did the Tenet movie soundtrack things like that like all his scores are super like in depth and like the layering of the sounds that he does incredible uh, and and what they did for this movie was they since it was all about like the atomic bomb and like working with atomic energy they used like sounds of like the atomic clicker and like he would in he would put that sound like and morph it and change it into things and like add it within the score that he was doing I was like just the thought process behind it was so like in depth and just meaningful like you could tell every piece of music had meaning. For the scene or the story they were trying to tell so i was like that's like how you do it at the highest level right there and like his sound design is remarkable um so that's definitely like one that comes to mind from that perspective too so i always kind of pay attention indirectly to especially those more cinematic movies that are like supposed to be bigger more of an experience type of movies the music is so important to those movies you know even if you don't know it um so that's definitely like shout out to everybody that does that uh, for a living. right like, scores and composes does it at that level. but
0: right on man. well, thanks, thanks for sharing those with me and the listeners and bringing it back to you before we before we wrap it up, Anthony. Thanks again so much, dude. It's always fun catching up with you, man. Um, I guess just building on that, like is that something? Down the line or in the future, that you would be interested in doing, especially with kind of the, the diversity of beats that that you've already put out there with the stuff that you've released?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, as far as we are probably not scoring movies, because I will say that's something that, you know, people on a certain level, I, I feel like you really do have to be a certain skill level to do that. Uh, not saying I won't ever be at that skill level, but, and we'll see if, you know, I ever want to do it one day, but. Uh, more on the lines of sync for sure, which is getting your music into film and TV, uh, like commercials, things like that, or different ads. That's more of what I'm looking for at the moment. And um, like I said earlier about how I'm working on some projects for the next couple of years, um, I have one coming out in like the, not the end of the year, but toward the end of the year. Uh, and it's going to be like 10 songs. And it's more of just music that makes you want to kind of just think about life more. Uh, It's all instrumental. Um, I think like that's going to be the beginning of some songs that I'll be putting out to everybody and everyone can enjoy. But I also want to try to get those into different forms of media and different sync opportunities, hopefully and kind of begin that journey for me. So that's really like a step I'm looking to take in the next like eight to nine months and just see where that goes. Uh, But I'm excited for that project for sure. And I'll start the rollout in uh, the summer I'm going to do like three different singles for it, but about one each month and then the full project uh, after that. So I'm already getting all the content ready to go. And I'm definitely excited for that. And that'll be the first of a few different uh, projects like that that are all different themes. So definitely, definitely excited. But yeah, uh, sync is definitely something I want to get into eventually. It's just a matter of time and, you know, having that opportunity there. You know, if the, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just got to keep doing my thing and just, like I said earlier, keep putting my best foot forward, and then you know you see what could come from that. But
0: for sure, man, for sure. Well, and and I'm I'm excited to hear that, dude. Because because like I said, even even going back to forms of escapism, just listening to the different breadth of beats that you had on there. Um, uh, and I don't know why I I, I gravitate towards like the spacey stuff. And the and the jazzy type stuff, especially with uh, with with hip hop, you know, I I feel like uh, you know, the the early '90s, there, you know, even though I come from more of like a, a heavy metal kind of world, um, for some reason, there's just something about like sax and like jazz and and, and the infusion of that with uh, with 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 hip hop, especially stuff from from that era um and even even recently i don't know if i mentioned him to you but it'd be he'd be a great guest um um if you haven't had him on your show but uh shaw calhoun um is is a is a really cool rapper um shout out to danny no-no of uh of big eleanor records he'd be a great great guy to talk to as well but uh but he's he's released some stuff recently that uh that has like that jazz type of vibe, you know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, stuff like that. It kind of that for some reason. It, that's just kind of the flavor of stuff when it when it comes to certain hip hop that I just think is really cool. I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing because it reminds me of the '90s or a little lo- a little bit, or if it's just the infusion of those worlds. Um, but I I I really loved uh, the jazzy nature of uh, of Simulation Theory, man but like I said, the spacey stuff too. Um, and I don't even know if that's the right word. Uh, so hopefully that's not a, offensive to say, cause, uh, I'm not a, I'm not an audiophile like yourself. I'm not a producer, so I don't know the exact ones. I just know what it, what it means to me, but, uh, looking for, mm. um, and the way that one kind of has that it has like that slow build, you know, to me, that's kind of got like a cinematic spacey vibe. So both of those things, but, um, but yeah, if you're looking for new inspiration, man, um, I know we've dropped some names on the show, but I think it's good to share, uh, share, you know, just as fans of music, you and I uh, being, being people who, who, who do it for podcasting, but, but you as a producer and also for people listening to this, I I know they love music, but uh, Shaw Calhoun's got some dope stuff.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely have to tap in for sure. And I'm always looking for new guests. Um, So 100%. And even if you send me their profile, I'll have to check them out and hopefully connect with them as well. Um, I, I think you'll, I think you'll love the the project when it drops for sure. I'm also working with an artist from, uh, he's near the Sacramento area, of California. His name is Tommy G. Uh, we're actually putting out our first single next month called Champion. Uh, and his stuff is very much in line with what you're talking about. Jazz hop, chill hop, uh, traditional, like, I think you'll like what we do as well. So be on the lookout for that as well. We're trying to do like four or five songs and then like make it in a little EP. Um, so you, so you might have to check that one out too when it drops, but definitely worth yeah, mentioning Tommy G. Yeah, man. He's got a lot of music out too. He puts out like a
0: song every few weeks for the most part. So shout out Tommy G. Well, in the time we have left, Anthony, thank you again so much dude for taking the time. Once again, it's always great to catch up and even outside of this dude, if you ever just want to, you know, shoot the breeze on, on music or whatever stuff that's inspiring you, but, uh, I want good, everybody. Man to to check out forms of escapism check out sound origin volume 2 fruits of our labor once more with J Trey um and 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 obviously keeping an eye on the stuff that that you've got coming up and and just with the the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward dude and and I know inspiration means a lot to you with proven knowledge and everything that you guys are doing with that imprint but um with this journey that you've been on the last couple of years man just as a, as a as a way to close this puppy out um what's what's some advice that that you would give to anybody out there who might be struggling to start the year because i know amongst these guys i know there's been challenges there's been low points for you you know to grow as a producer to grow as a podcaster what are some things that worked for you to get to the place you're at now that you feel like would be beneficial to share with other people
1: yeah i think it's just like a little bit of what i was talking about earlier about taking it one day at a time uh, just not looking too far ahead or don't, don't even look at it like you know even if you had like a resolution for new years or something don't look at it as like a failure. Just look at it as every day is a new opportunity for me to take a step in the right direction of what I want to do long-term. Everything is long-term. You know, we're in a short-term society of you got to get things done now, but you know, if it's something you really care about and you want to do uh, for the rest of your life or however long, you know, you got to make it a long-term goal and just keep taking the little steps to get there and have that understanding that if you enjoy it, uh, it'll eventually, you know, pay off for you as long as you keep at it and don't give up. So that's probably the biggest thing I would tell
0: anybody. Right on, man. Well, and I'll put the links in in the podcast description. But for people who aren't aware, man, let them let them know where they can find you and where they can find the podcast and the music you're working on, dude.
1: Yeah. So if you want to hear the podcast, uh, all streaming platforms, podcast platforms, the Proven Knowledge podcast um it's the brain and the heart logo it'll say Approved knowledge podcast episodes every week still on tuesdays um find me on instagram at anthony underscore church 24 that's where i am primarily uh youtube anthony church i usually post beats there beat stars anthony church uh, i'll be releasing music uh for the rest of the year i got sound origin volume three coming out next month in february that's probably the next big release Uh, and just a bunch of collabs things like that so just be on the lookout very excited for this year and what's going to be happening so
0: well dude like i said i always appreciate the time i appreciate the mutual love and support um it's it's been awesome to connect with you in this past year dude and i'm I'm really really proud of everything that you're doing and it's it's inspiring me to to keep going too man on, on my low days so thank you so much Absolutely, man. And I'm looking forward to having you on my
1: show here in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we'll do it again. And whenever you want me back on this show, man, I'm always happy to come on. So thank you again.
0: All righty-dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with producer, podcaster, and all-around great guy, Anthony Church. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Anthony Church 24 as well as at proven__knowledge. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So if you liked what you heard, scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my dude Anthony. You will not be disappointed if you love great beats, if you love great instrumentals, if you love great hip-hop and R&B. And if you love great podcasts, man, uh, his show, the Proven Knowledge Podcast, has a lot of great conversations with similar threads to this show in terms of artists who talk about their journeys, persevering, moving forward, what they have on deck, the projects they're working on. And at the core of all of it is just inspiration and wanting to connect with people in a positive way. And I think that's why Anthony and I have bonded, just in terms of our creative visions and what he and Jay Trey are doing with Proven Knowledge. How Anthony approaches his work as a producer, and how I approach my work as a podcaster, man, and how Anthony approaches his uh, approaches his work as a podcaster. Like, there's there's just a lot of positive common threads, man. So I just want to say to Anthony directly, dude, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast and giving the listeners an update to what you've got going on, man. And and you've got a lot going on, but but again, dude, I just uh, I'm really grateful that our paths crossed. Uh, about a year ago you know I'm, I'm glad that you found the show and you sent me that email and i got you on the pod for episode 99 and it's always great when people want to come back but but in all seriousness man um keep doing your thing dude you know you're a great guy you're a hard worker we both come from ohio and i'm always going to pull and root for anybody who comes from the same part of the country as me and especially kind of a, a more blue collar background that we come from you know the fact that you're chasing your dreams and you're chasing the things that you want to do creatively and you're putting the work in and and to see you know the recognition coming you know and and to see the show growing the proven knowledge imprint growing that collective uh it's really cool man so just keep doing your thing you know it's really cool when you know you 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 do stuff because you love to do it and you hope it reaches somebody and I'm glad that the work that I'm doing reached you and that you reached out to me and, and that we've, we've, you know, been able to, to, you know, mutually root for each other and, and become friends out here over the internet, man. Like it's, it's wild, man. There's a lot of crazy stuff on social media, but there's also a lot of really good people out there like you. And so I, I really appreciate all the kind words that you've had for me and how I handle my business and what I'm doing with March 4th. And I can't say enough about you, dude, keep, keep putting in the work in and, and, uh, just, you know, can continue to do what you're doing, man. And it's, it's so cool to see what you're doing grow. And uh, I can't wait to see what else 2024 has in store for you, man. So once again, everybody at Anthony underscore church 24 at proven underscore knowledge, all those links are in the podcast description. And speaking of things that are coming up for 2024 for Anthony, he's actually got an EP out on the 23rd. And uh, he was kind enough to give you all an exclusive listen to one of the instrumental tracks off of that EP. So I'm going to wrap this bad boy up by saying keep the faith and be kind to one another, courtesy of Anthony Church, off of his forthcoming EP. Here is the track, Fruitful. Peace.
1: suppress it but it's very bad for you you know the creative people i've worked with is if they're not creative they're miserable so they have to do it you know there's real joy and, and pleasure in it and, and psychological utility but it's certainly not a conservative strategy for moving forward to life